Hey friends, Kylie here, your host of Dream On with Kylie O'Miller, back for another episode with one of my professional lacrosse friends, a fellow lefty attacker, and someone who inspires those in ways that she might not even be aware of. Thank you, as always, for tuning in. These episodes are recorded from a live Zoom webinar that I hold through the KO17 Lacrosse app and are constructed into this Dream On podcast that you have found here. I hope you are gaining some insight from these episodes from some of the people that I have met throughout my lacrosse journey that have imposed so much of their wisdom on me. If you're loving our episodes so far, show us some love in the reviews and rate us five stars. Also, be sure to S-U-B-S-C-R-I-B-E. It would mean the absolute world to us. All right, we've got another special guest this week, and I'm pumped to get right into it. Lindsay Ronbeck is our guest this episode, and I'm really excited about it. Oftentimes on this podcast, you've heard me talk about how many of the people who are in my life now who were people who may have been respected opponents on the lacrosse field earlier in my life but have now become great friends in a new common quest for greatness at the same level. Lindsay is most definitely one of those people I'm lucky to have connected with in this exact way. Coming from Long Island as well, Lindsay played for the Florida Gators and was a dominant lefty attacker there until 2019. She now is the assistant coach at American University and plays professionally at Athletes Unlimited Lacrosse. Lindsay also runs her own fitness Instagram page that started off as a hobby during the COVID year, but has turned into an escape for her personally, but also a place in which she can help others throughout their own struggles with body image by vulnerably showing the mark of true courage and sharing her own stories on the topic. Lindsay is someone I'm grateful to call a friend and someone I'm pumped to have on the Dream On podcast as her very first podcast guest appearance. Fun fact. <laughs> Prepare to smile a lot during this one. I know I did. Welcome back, you guys, to Dream On. We are doing the second um, one in person. Lindsay and I were just talking about this beforehand, but their second episode ever in person. We're here with Updates Unlimited, hanging out in our hotels. Um, so might as well just hang out on the couch and, and have our conversations together um, for our Zoom on, on the KO17 app, and then also um, our dropped podcast episodes on Spotify and iTunes. But today's guest. I'm here with Lindsay Ronbeck, who graduated from the University of Florida in 2019. She's a two-time captain and three-time All-American. Currently, Lindsay is an STX-sponsored athlete um, and an assistant coach at American University in Washington, D.C., which is close to here. Um, she co- helped coach their first undefeated season and their first program uh, All-American. She also runs a fitness Instagram page where she posts her own daily workouts and also promotes body positivity. So. Super pumped that you're here, Lindsay. I'm so excited. Thank you for having me. Of course. Okay, so first first of all, fun fact. This is your first podcast ever. This is my first podcast ever. And it ever since I started listening to podcasts, probably like two years ago, I'm always like, I would love to just be a guest on a podcast. Like I have no idea what podcast I'd go on, (laughs) what I would talk about, but like I a dream of mine is to be on podcasts. (laughs) And when you texted me, I literally called my mom like I'm going on a podcast. <laughs> and she was so bummed. She's like, oh my God, this is a dream come true for you. Oh my gosh. Well, first of all, like you said in your um, Instagram post today, I mean, it's called Dream On. Yeah, so exactly. Dream true for dream Kylie on. is making dreams come true. <laughs> on this couch. Just right on here. this couch. Room 303. I mean, yeah, room 303. Last week we were in room 209. So we're just bouncing around in <laughs> Homewood Suites here in Gettysburg, Maryland. <laughs> Um, okay, so before we get into our little questions, we always like to start off to a good start on Dream On. Um, so a couple of questions just to dive into like how you're feeling right now in the moment. Mm-hmm. Um, so something that you're grateful for today. Um, I'm grateful for my family, friends, 
boyfriend and dog and then just like being able to play lacrosse again in kind of like a structured setting you know like playing pickup games here and there is nice but it's always afterwards you're like oh, I just wish there was like fans in the stands and you know celebrations are bigger and like you get more excited for your teammates so definitely being here is something I'm extremely grateful for love that I couldn't have said it better myself um the fans in the stands on Sunday was pretty sweet I know there were so many and I loved having the kids there too just yeah. like because that's like probably a big part of Stony Brook like a huge part of Florida was like meeting the little kids and like knowing in person like seeing how much you're a role model to them and how much you inspire them just like makes it that much more worth it whether you know you played well you didn't play well you your team won or lost like just knowing that these little kids boys or girls are coming out and being able to see like professional women's lacrosse is like something I think we all dreamed about when we were younger but sure. never thought that well, probably like we would be a part of it if that makes sense no definitely yeah. and, like it just makes it all the work worth it right? yeah and then especially after this past year too for sure um you know not having to be able to see anybody in person and now we're able to still do these zoom situations but now yeah. we can also see kids in um in person but um something that you're also proud to say that you've accomplished today it uh, is currently for <laughs> reference it's currently 2 p.m <laughs> on wednesday july 28th 2021 i didn't accomplish a lot today but i am proud that i worked out before practice um i did just a very light like hit workout but getting my body moving but since we have like a waiter practice mm -hmm. i was like I need to do something, you know? So I'm proud of myself for actually like getting down there doing it. <laughs> yeah, that's what I, I was actually gonna talk to you about this. So we can talk about it now, but like what has kind of changed and altered a little bit from like, you know, going from literally just training and like you said, yeah. only having like pickup games and sometimes getting your stick in your hand to now we literally have practice every single day, yeah. three games a weekend. Like, do your workouts look a little bit different on a weekly schedule or? I think the biggest thing is like listening to my body, yeah. you know? as we're training we're you know trying to condition weight train and go to the field and shoot do wall ball whatever it is so i think like especially last week i just listened to my body if my body wasn't feeling it i wasn't going to push myself because we have three games a weekend because we're practicing every day yeah. that you know in that college setting you get so used to doing like lift in the morning and then conditioning before practice yeah. and then going into <laughs> practice like your body your muscles get used to it and they're constantly building off of that but I think because we've been so limited, not only with the pandemic, not having gyms open. And I was talking to Katie Glenn about this, like all I had were five pound weights. Yeah. So like, that's all I had to work with. So like transitioning, not only from that into like, okay, now I need to build up my strength more for this. Um, but now, like I said, like definitely just listening to my body. Like if I'm not feeling it today, like maybe I'll do like yoga or, you know, just like take like an hour to just stretch because I'm still moving my body in like a positive way, but not overexerting myself. So that way, you know, there's no like injuries or just like being too tired to then walk onto a cross field and be able to perform. Yeah. And I think that's something so, so important and something that I don't know about you, but for me personally, I didn't figure out how to do until after college. Yeah, so, 100%. you know, just kind of take that like step off and now as our bodies are getting a little bit older too, like it's yeah. so important those hour long stretches, like, oh my gosh, it's a, it's a version of moving your body. It like really you said. is. And, you know, to be able to know, like, I, I want to be able to perform my best in the next three days in order to do so, even if I feel okay right now, like 
I might want to take it a little bit easier today so yeah. I can feel good tomorrow. Or even like after a workout, you're like, oh, I shouldn't have done that. Or, you know, you mm-hmm. have that like realization and it's almost like, you know, like, okay, yeah, go walk on the treadmill and yeah. like go, go do your stretches. And that, that is helping you to be able to perform. You don't always have to like burn a thousand calories and like be sweating your butt off, <laughs> you know, in the gym in order to be able to perform on the weekends. For sure. I love that. Um, okay. Last but not least, and off to a good start, something that you're pumped to go chase could be the rest of today. So I got a long time. <laughs> um, long time. <laughs> the rest of the time here within the like long-term future, what would that be for you? Um, my dream has always t- been to become a soul cycle instructor or a spin instructor any, in any capacity. So that's something that I'm always like trying to look to chase, um, whether that's like now or in the future, but I love soul cycle. I like fell in love with it during college and I just love the atmosphere around it. And like, kind of like being in a dark room and having someone like say something and it just like hits you. And then it makes you want to like put all that emotion out, like physically is something that I really love. So definitely still looking to chase of becoming a spin instructor. Ooh, that's so exciting. Yeah. I can't wait to do that. And then if you're like a Peloton instructor, I'm going to take all your classes. Yeah, Peloton. <laughs> well, I was thinking about Peloton, especially because it's in New York City. Like, yeah. it's so easy um, since I'm from Long Island, too. But like, even like SoulCycle, there are so many locations. And yeah, one everywhere. of my friends from high school, who's my age, is a SoulCycle instructor down in Miami. And she was like, wow. you have to like, at least audition, like get your name out there, like you probably won't get your first audition, but like do it 10 times until they like accept you. So I was going to ask you about that process. It's more so like an audition, almost like an actor or actress yeah. rather than it's so kind of, it's yeah. so weird. It's kind of like, it's kind of like a tryout in a sense. Okay. Um, I, it always reminds me when I hear about it, like my U19 USA tryouts where it's like you try out and then you find out like whether you're like going to the next like session or not like they like they put your numbers down like on a sheet really that's how they did it for us so I always like think back to that but yeah you um take a class and um judges judges walk around and they rate your like whether you can stay on beat because it is a beat Mm -hmm. focused class um with like the music so whether you're staying on beat you're able to transition into like the moves on the bike smoothly and all that and then if you make it past that, then you pick two songs and you like perform your songs. You like teach your songs in mm-hmm. front of the class. And then after that, you move on to training, which is like three months. And then even after all that, you could still not become an instructor. Really? So that's why it is similar to like USA in a sense where like you're moving from like weekend to weekend, mm-hmm. but like, especially for you guys right now, there's like 65 of you in that pool or whatever. Like only what is it like 30 something 36 36 it's a certain training weekend exactly so it's like you can go like three training weekends in a row and then not get invited so um (laughs) it's definitely similar to that but I feel like because that's what we're used to like either the rejection is a little bit easier to take just because we've had that whether that was like regular tryouts USA tryouts whatever it is Mm -hmm. or you know whether you make it through like you kind of know the mentality like the mental toughness around it you yeah. know how to kind of push yourself in that sense yeah that's I mean that's crazy I had no idea it was such a process it so is yeah that's I mean awesome I'll be cheering for you all the way through <laughs> all right so you did mention quickly that you are also from Long Island I'm from Suffolk County you're from Nassau County 
for any of you listening out there who know what that is. Yeah. Um, but uh, yeah, so the Tom west and east yeah. of Long Island. So Montauk <laughs> and New York City. Yeah. Pretty much, honestly. <laughs> but like way more in the middle yeah. of both of us. Um, but yeah, so talk about like growing up on Long Island with your intro to lacrosse and intro to other sports and everything like that. Yeah. Growing up with your family, you grew up in Manhasset all that good stuff. How did you end up picking up a lacrosse stick? What brought you to it? So Manhattan's like a huge lacrosse town. So it was kind of like all your friends did it and you picked up a stick. There was, I don't, did you guys call it PAL? Yeah. yeah so we had PAL, like Marylanders call it rec league or whatever it is. But um, so I started PAL when I was like five or six, but it was very much like peewee. All we did was learn how to catch and throw and like run through ground balls. Um, no games. And then I didn't like lacrosse was never my first sport. Um, I like played everything like I wanted to do everything. So especially growing up, it was like, over the summers, I like swam for my country club, I played tennis for my country club. And then I played like, um, our church St. Mary's has like basketball. So I did like basketball, soccer, and then like lacrosse was kind of like, last because okay. I just like loved I love basketball a lot so basketball was always my top top sport growing up but yeah lacrosse was such a big town um Manhasset was such a lacrosse town that it was just kind of like something you did and picked mm-hmm. up and you always grew up with it all of your friends did it so it was just kind of natural to like go into it and be a part of it because it was so available to us yeah if that makes sense yeah for sure so you started you first picked up lacrosse when you were five, five or six. Five or six. Wow. Yeah, so nice it's kind of scary. Like, <laughs> I said this the other day, I've been playing lacrosse for 20 years. Yeah. <laughs> 19 or 20 years. I'm like, I know. lacrosse I'm, is my life. <laughs> I'm getting up there, too. I know. And I'm like, I keep saying, like, 15 years. I'm like, that's kind of cutting it close, Kylie. You're getting yeah. up 20. Like, <laughs> you're getting up 20. Yeah. Which is scary because I still think I'm, like, 15 years old. But, yeah. um yeah, it's crazy to say it out loud, right? I know. Like, 20 years of my life, <laughs> lacrosse has been involved in it. But it's, like, made me who I am. And, like, it's brought the friends that I have into my life. And it's made my family closer in a way because all my family would come to my game. So it was kind of, like family oriented my brothers didn't like commit to lacrosse as young as I did but like they still came to all my games like my family would hope all my family would come like cousins whatever so it kind of like was that connecting piece for my family in a way not 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 saying it in a selfish way but like me playing really brought my family together so that's just really nice a really cool way to put it because I don't think I've ever thought of it like that um and like now that you put it that way it makes me think about like how many opportunities you've had to, you know, have extended family members, mm-hmm. even just random friends that you haven't seen in a while, like come see you play and it's yeah. just a way to connect. Yeah. Um, that's a really special thing. Yeah. But you mentioned that basketball, you loved basketball. Yeah. So what made you flip the script from basketball to lacrosse? Like when did you fall in love with lacrosse and know it was like your first sport? Well, one, I knew I never could like go to college for basketball. I'm five foot three. So I feel like I was a great point guard like that that was like my my bread and butter I was like top top of the key I was really good at moving the ball but like if I drew a foul then I was really good at my free throws but you know driving in I like I just get ball like smacked down like I'm not even gonna attempt a layup unless it's like literally just me and I got like a cost turnover on defense um but I think 
It was going into eighth grade. I tried out for club. Um, and I made the B team originally, but my coach for the B team was like phenomenal. Like I still talk to her. She is like practically like my older sister. Shout out free day. Um, she, I even talked to her the other day. I was like, I need your help. <laughs> so can you just like pump me up with confidence for a second? Are those people the best? Yeah. And like, she knows my game better than anyone else. So I think that's why it's so easy for me to always come back to her, especially with like lacrosse stuff, but even like life stuff in general. And so she was my coach for the B team. And I, I don't want to say there's like a mistake made, but like, I probably should have been on the A team. I just hadn't played club lacrosse. So, you know, our director wasn't sure of like going out onto the field, like in a game scenario, if I was going to perform well. So being on the B team was actually like a blessing in disguise because I had so much fun. Like there was no pressure of like a team and like being the best on the A team, like, I could just play like at that point there was no college coach restriction so like I didn't have to worry about college coaches coming in my games like I could literally just like play and have fun and my coach like inspired me so much because you know I said to her I was like I feel like I should be on the A team and she was like take this summer to just like have fun with it like yeah. find you know Michelle Tuma always says it like work on your craft like in a way she kind of said that to me just like work on the things that like maybe you're not the best at like just you know have fun with it you know be relaxed like and just find why you love this sport so much and that was kind of like the point where I was like this is my sport because mainly because of her just like tell me not to worry about like what team I was on to just like have fun um and then going into ninth grade I made the A team and that's when it was kind of like I like had to get, you know, a scholarship and everything. So that's when I really like focused on lacrosse in more of a like mindset where I was now looking at, at it, not like a job because like, yeah, it's not a job, but like it is, but especially at that age, but like more intensely, I was like playing lacrosse and like really working on like all the things that I was like not great at but like also expanding on the things that I was really good at and like trying new things and that's when it kind of like that was kind of the point where I was like okay this is what I'm going to probably do the rest of my life so like I need to like kind of hone in and like really focus on it like I still played other sports and like yeah. I loved playing other sports because it like helped me so much more with lacrosse like especially basketball like basketball translate to, translates to lacrosse like so simply and fluidly oh, that like yeah. I learned so much in basketball and it was so it was I was so thankful that it was back to back because I didn't forget anything I just like brought it straight into lacrosse straight from February right into March yeah right? exactly yeah. so so seventh seventh grade was when I like truly fell in love with it and then going into going into eighth grade was when I truly fell in love with it and then going into ninth grade was when I was like made the decision to like really go go hard at it. Awesome. Yeah. Okay. So you mentioned like quickly about the recruiting process and everything like that. And, um, you know, one thing that kind of stuck with me that you just said, cause I think we've all felt it at some point or another is that when you do go through that recruiting process or you get closer to that age or you recognize that you want to end up playing mm -hmm. it at the highest level or even at any sort of level, the next yeah. level, whatever that might be. Um, it becomes a little bit more stressful. Yeah. You put a little bit more pressure on yourself. Outside forces end up putting more pressure on yourself. And, um, you know, I think in general, when you think back to like your recruiting process and like going into ninth grade, you started to hone in on those details and develop a little bit more. Mm -hmm. 
what do you remember about the recruiting process and then coaches starting to come to the games and you know you end up ending up finding uf mm -hmm. right and then also just kind of like little things that you might you wish you could go back and tell yourself yeah if you were going through it now so for me like a little family background like we weren't like the most well off and both of my brothers my oldest brother was a diver in college um and at colgate yeah but he didn't get like much scholarship money. And then my middle brother went to Fairfield, which is a pretty expensive private school. So I kind of knew that like, I needed to get some sort of scholarship in order to, you know, actually go to college. So that was more of like a stressful thing than like actually playing lacrosse because it like kind of trickled into it. I was like, oh, I didn't play well. Like they're probably not gonna give me like as much of a scholarship. So like that was kind of that outside factor that made it stressful, but it was funny during the recruiting process, my mom, we would always like show up like two hours early or like an hour early before my team had to be there. And we would walk around the like clothing and everything. She's like, okay, like pick out it with your eyes what you want. And I'm like, okay, so like, oh, I like that sweatshirt, you know, a sweatshirt that just says lacrosse on it. <laughs> lacrosse with, like, the, the, <laughs> the crisscross. Yeah. <laughs> um, so I'm like, oh, I like that sweatshirt, I like that t-shirt, I like those pair of shorts. So she would go around, she was like, okay, for the sweatshirt, you know, get five goals and four assists, and I'll yeah. get you that sweatshirt. So, you know, not in, like, a greedy, selfish way, yeah. but it was, like, kind of that, like, motivation piece for me where I was like, oh, I really want that sweatshirt. And I think that was a tactic for my mom because I thought more about like the clothes than like the colleges being there, you know what I mean? Yeah. So I don't know if that was like her true like tactic for it, but like it worked because I was like, oh, I really want that sweatshirt. I need one more assist. Like I'm holding on to this ball until I can find someone shaking through. Like that's like kind of my mentality was going into it. And it took so much pressure off of it. And, you know, even if I got like, four goals and like four assists and I was like I'll get still get you a sweatshirt yeah. so it wasn't like a nope you didn't get five so she she was really supportive through it all um and you know she didn't tell me what coaches were there because I think she knew it would make me like stressed out but you know of course like parents saying on the sideline they see all like the gear and you know I'm even seeing it now going now recruiting but um yeah I didn't you know the recruiting process up until college coaches started contacting me, like wasn't that stressful, mainly because I was more focused about the clothes than, than coaches. Which, first of all, I love, like, I don't know, if, like you said, if your mom did it on purpose, yes. but that's a great tactic. It's a great Parents tactic. out there if you're listening, like, yeah. and you want to distract your kids from the stresses of it. Like, like your kids will bring you around and be like, mom, can I get this? Yeah. And it's like, oh, you want that? Like get five draw controls yeah. and I'll get it for you. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. And just like, kind of taking the stress about like the stress out of it and just like kind of just not thinking about getting recruited or like putting all this pressure on your kid just being like yeah you want that like five job controls and that's all yours you mm -hmm. know what I mean in that sense um and I think you know my mom didn't put a ton of pressure on me I think I put more pressure on myself which is naturally how it goes <laughs> um but and then you know going through the recruiting process about you know finding Florida um a big thing for me wasn't necessarily what, like, I think because I was a talented, I am a talented player, but yeah, say you louder know, for the okay, I'm that. a talented player. Thank you. Um, <laughs> you know, I think it was natural for big, big schools to come to me anyway, but you know, for me, it wasn't about like the best lacrosse because I was getting the top 10 or, you know, 15 colleges coming to me anyway. 
it was more about like what academic support can they offer me because I do have a learning disability. So, you know, going to college and like anything surrounding school is like stressful for me. Mm -hmm. So going through the recruiting process, like I was pretty open about that with all my coaches and, you know, Florida just offered the best support for their student athletes. I think mainly that was because of the football team yeah. um, and having so many kids on the football team, but you know, they really had like amazing academic support um, for me and for what I personally needed. Mm -hmm. And I think that's, you know, and then on top of that, they were, you know, a rising school. They um, had gone to national championship, like three out of the four years or something like that, three yeah. out of the five. So, you know, clearly they were a rising program and I wanted to be a part of something that wasn't so much established and I could be kind of a part of the making of a great program. Um, and obviously a goal is when you're getting recruited to top schools, you want to win a national championship. Of course. And they hadn't won one yet. So I was like, you know what? Like, I think every, all my boxes are checked with this. And then the last piece of it was when I walked onto campus, I could see myself as a student there without lacrosse, you know? Yeah. And I think that's a piece that a lot of people miss in the recruiting process. They're chasing a school, chasing a um, conference, like, you know, even chasing like scholarship money, but it's like, do you see yourself there without sports? You know, do you, do you think you can find a group of friends without sports there? Like is, are you still able to get that support academically without sports? And that's, it, that was everything to me. And, you know, I say it all the time, like if I was just a regular student, I would still find my way to go there. Yeah. Somehow, some way I would go there. That's awesome. That's yeah. a really good piece of advice too. And I know that you're a coach now and that's probably yeah. something that you tell a lot of young girls now, but um, you know, it's, and it's also your little aha moment as well. Yeah. When you stepped on like everything, all the pieces kind of fit. Like that's another thing that we always tell girls too, is like your aha moment is going to be there. Yeah. Like, trust me. It's just sometimes difficult to find, but yeah. I think it's a really important like piece of advice in a sense that Yes, if you have a connection with a coach, like that's a great thing. Mm -hmm. But also go back to what happens. God forbid if you can't play lacrosse. God yeah. forbid if you don't enjoy the sport anymore. God forbid if X, Y, and Z happens, will you still enjoy your time and be able to create relationships, yeah. be able to get a degree, be yeah. able to create a future for yourself, grow as a young woman, you know? Because um, that's a really important four years, four or five years of your life. Yeah, right and there. we say to our girls all the time, like, you know, we're professional lacrosse players, but it's not our only job. Yeah. You know, like I'm a coach as well. You're on KO 17 lacrosse. Like we even have athletes here that have other jobs that have nothing to do with lacrosse. Mm -hmm. So, you know, yes, professional lacrosse is like a growing thing and it's amazing to be a part of it, but it, it, it's not sustainable as a career. Mm -hmm. So that's something that we tell our girls all the time is that it's like, you want to choose some, and even if you don't know your major yet, like, find a school that has an array of majors that way when you do again another aha moment of like this is what I want to major in like it's an option for you yeah um and that was like another thing I had no idea what I wanted to major in I was Most like I was like I have no idea like Mandy was like so what are you interested in I'm like lacrosse <laughs> they're they like no, no no academically I'm like 
lacrosse. <laughs> so you mean there's no I'm major like, for wait, lacrosse? there's no major for lacrosse. And I'm like, well, sports management. I'm like, no, I, I just want to do lacrosse for the rest of my life. You mean I can't major I'm in I'm like, lacrosse. I can't major in just playing. And they're like, no. Oh, sorry, that's not an option. <laughs> but see, everybody figures it out. Yeah, right? like, yeah. No matter what it is, you end up having the best four years. Of also, your, life. your major doesn't always. <laughs> end up with what you do. I was an English major, I'm now a lacrosse coach, so. (laughs) I was a sociology major. Yeah, you know, exactly. I'm still unsure what that means, but (laughs) I got a business minor, so here we are. There you go. (laughs) Oh my gosh. Okay, so before we get to you being at UF, um, you also had a really, really important experience um, between high school Mm -hmm. and college, and that was the USA U19 U19 team. Mm -hmm. Can you talk a little bit about like that tryout process what that was like for you in a really again an important time and like yeah a young teenager going to college soon like that kind of experience and then going to you know to worlds it helped me transition into college better than i think anything else because you know we even see it even with us right now like you take those two months off from like actually playing at a full speed pace um or even you know in the summers between college you like you kind of miss a step in a way because you're not like playing fast paced full lacrosse you're not always receiving those hard on the run passes from your teammates so you know coming back in the fall you're always like there's always like a little a little grace a period lull. <laughs> where it's like your first practice you miss every drop ever and you're like i swear i did wall ball every single day but it's just like a little different so that really helped me you know continue to play lacrosse like in that transition period um and i was still working out for that so i didn't necessarily like follow the workout package that they sent to us but i was like still trained like they knew i was training really hard for usa so um it was it was okay it was okay i think it worked out i got permission um (laughs) but uh yeah i i mean it was just such an incredible experience you know i'm still really good friends with a lot of girls on the team even if they're not playing lacrosse anymore um, or, you know, in the coaching world, like Sammy Jackal and I got so close during that summer and now we're both coaching. So I'm always like sitting with her on the sidelines <laughs> when we're recruiting and everything, but, um, it's something really special to be able to represent your country in any capacity. Um, and, you know, obviously I still have dreams of like making the USA team. We, we talked about this yeah. when we were shooting, but you know, I still got the opportunity to represent my country and, you know, no, we didn't win gold, but um it's just like when you're listening to national championship or national championship national anthem in that jersey it's like something hits you and you're like this is so much bigger than myself like it's and that's in any capacity like a athletes unlimited so much bigger than you know our own personal being and that's something that i really took into college and that mindset of you know you're playing not just for yourself, but for the people sitting next to you, you're playing for your coaches, you're playing for your parents driving you to every tournament and, you know, paying for your club lacrosse experience. Um, You know, you're, you're playing for all the teachers that helped you get into college and were there for you when you needed, you know, a little bump from (laughs) from a DOC or anything like that, but um, we're giving you those extra two points for extra credit for just like showing up to class five minutes early. You have a like definite story. Oh, I do. (laughs) Um, And so, oh God. You're thinking of an exact moment. Yeah, I'm thinking of literally an exact moment. My principal, he's a homie. Um, But yeah, so just like 
it's just so much bigger than yourself. And like I said, like, yes, physically it helped me transition so great because I was playing fast pace. I was playing with the best of the best of my age group at that time, um, playing against the best of the best around the world. And, you know, it really helped me step into freshman year, like a little bit more confidently because I had been playing all summer. I knew that, you know, if I made U19 team that being at Florida and like making and contributing in any way my freshman year, I was there for a reason. Yeah. And it's not like I was there to just be there and, you know, because I'm just such a fun person, but, <laughs> um, you know, it's just like, it, it's something that I will always cherish and be thankful for. And, you know, I still have like my jerseys from that, just like hanging up in my room. I'll never get rid of them. Like I have a full uniform. I actually threw it on during quarantine once. I'm like, this still fits me. I was shocked. I, it literally shocked my mind. Um, but yeah, so it's just, it's something that's so special and I'm, I will always like kind of brag about it in a sense. I'm like, yeah, I was on the USA U19 team as like, you should. as I should. Yeah. And, um, it's something I sometimes forget about, like when I say my accolades, because it is an accolade, mm -hmm. you know, especially during camps and clinics, like, yes, like you at, like the women's team is a great accomplishment and it's an accolade and something you should always say, but like. U19 is a really great accomplishment too that, you know, and I'm just saying this out loud for the first time right now. I'm like, oh my God, I don't say it enough. And like, I probably should. Yeah. <laughs> you know what I mean? You 100% should yeah. because, um, you know, even talking to someone who's never made a World Cup team before. Yeah. Like, that's pretty sick. Yeah. You know? Yeah. It's really cool. And even just meeting the girls, yeah. I'm still friends with girls who live out in England and like we DM each other on Instagram all the time. Right? All the time. And they're the sweetest girls in the world. And we like hung out with them after everything was done. And it was just like, you know, I look, like I said it before, like lacrosse is bigger than ourselves. And like, it's such a community, no matter where, where you are in the world. Like yeah. if you walk around London in a lacrosse shirt, I'm sure someone will be like, oh my God, like I play lacrosse. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? Like, it's just such that, you know, even though it's all over the world, like it's still such a small community that, you know, you always just like, if you see someone wearing lacrosse that you wouldn't expect to see, it's like, oh my God, did you play there? And then if you do know someone, it's like, oh, do you know so-and-so? And you make that connecting mm -hmm. piece. Um, so it's not just like about the sport, but it's also about like the community around it. The close-knit community. Yeah. That's amazing. Yeah. I, I know it wasn't in my notes, so I kind of threw that that's for okay. a loop, but yeah. and that's exactly why it wasn't yeah. in my notes, because you didn't put it on your accolades. I know. <laughs> but here we go. We're now like, I always <laughs> will. Now you will. If I'm ever always. introducing myself, I'm just going to you, USA United. That's it. Yeah, nothing that's else. It. I did nothing else. I did nothing else. It's the only thing I did in my life. No, but seriously, you should pat yourself on the back yeah. for that more often. Yeah, because, I always forget that I was a part of that. Yeah, because like you said, it's a special, yeah. special thing. Um, I'm proud should. of my silver silver medal you should be yeah. you should be you got to represent the united states of america yeah playing lacrosse doing what you love taking a quick little time out from our episode here to say a massive thank you for listening dream on started off as a way to have conversations with some of the people that i've been lucky to come in contact with and really dig deep into what makes them tick and how they've become so elite in their spaces if you're enjoying these conversations as much as i have been please consider rating us with a solid five stars and leave us a review I love hearing all of your incredible thoughts on how we can continue to dream on together with these episodes. Oh, and subscribe if you're feeling cool. All right, let's get back to our guest.
yeah and then you mentioned like obviously that was preparing you obviously it was in the summer between um until you went to florida mm -hmm. right so yeah. you were playing you were training you were ready to go yeah. when you got to florida what was uh that transition like when you got there freshman year and then even just talking about like some of the things that you just immediately fell in love with when you got to florida um freshman year is always hard for anyone yeah. um you know you're leaving home for the first time you're on your own you know you are like trying to make friends and be yourself without being like super I feel like there's kind of like a stigma coming in with freshmen where it's like you want to be like super nice and but you don't want to be fake and you yeah. like want to be yourself but like there's always that worry it's like if I'm myself, will people not like me? Um, and I think that's the biggest stressor that like I had coming in that I was like, okay, like I want to be like nice. I want everyone to like me, you know, and then maybe as I go through the fall, like people will get to know me and then, you know, go through that and not be fake whatsoever, but yeah. just kind of like be a little bit more reserved. And, you know, I think one thing that I wish I could change was just being myself from the get-go and like not worrying about, others other people's opinions and I think that's so tough to do you know especially so with like social media and like being just a girl in general I think girls are like a little bit more judgmental than like guys are in that sense mm -hmm. um so you know I think one piece of advice I've give I would have given myself is just like completely be myself and like if people don't connect with me right away or don't like me right away you know that's that's nothing that I can control personally. Yeah. Um, and, you know, we can still have like a cordial relationship because there's 36 girls on a team. That's another thing. Walking in and having 36 girls that like you have to like meet and like get to know and everything. And over time you do that. But coming in was like pretty stressful. But, you know, I loved my class. My yeah. class really made it all worth it because we were so close even before going in with just our official and unofficial visits and you know, Sid and I got to know each other really well before going in, um, just like through texting and like all that and just through other lacrosse stuff. Yeah. Um, so I think like having my class there and having 11 or 10 other people going through the same exact thing. You had a big class, right? Huge. Yeah, yeah. there was 11 of us. Wow. Um, and we all stayed super close all throughout our four years. And that's what really like helped freshman year was just, you know, okay, maybe like, these juniors or seniors don't need to get to know me super well right away but like my class does because I'm spending four years with them that like I want them to know everything that there is about about me so that way we can all just be open honest and like be ourselves with each other and not worry about like any judgment or anything like that so having my class there helped a lot um but you know the size of the school was a big adjustment yeah. I got lost like 20 times my so first week can you, can you um talk about this for just a second as yeah. well because did you guys have what were they called little oh our mopeds yeah. oh my gosh yeah we, we had our scooters every time we came down there we would see them like all just lined up everyone zipping lot. around yeah yeah our mopeds were like <laughs> it was like the biggest probably like a huge recruiting piece still for Florida. Honestly, Ross. we would come down on our bus, we'd be like, yo, can we oh get my those? God. Yeah, um, but it's because campus is so big yeah. and it's like, it's nice weather all the time that like you are able to be on a moped, right. um, except when it rains. Oh my gosh. Having to drive a moped when it rains <laughs> is like the most miserable thing ever. It's like, you just Uber at that point. It's like, <laughs> I'm just going to Uber. But yeah, our mopeds were our transportation around campus to get to class 
there was scooter park. We call them scooters, but there was scooter parking like everywhere. So you could literally like pull up to where your class was and okay. just like park your scooter outside there. Um, but because our campus is so big and our lacrosse facility is like so far away from our main campus, it was like a solid like 15 minute scooter ride wow. on a scooter. Yeah, because well. scooters don't go as fast. <laughs> and you also don't want to like fly because it like you, you stop and you're like jerking forward. Um, but yeah, our scooters were were our main main thing of transportation. Which is but we definitely... had rules around them though. We had to wear okay. closed toed shoes, helmets, um, anything like that because you know when you're on a scooter, sometimes people can be a little bit more, no one on our team, but just, you know, people on other teams or regular students, they can be a little bit more like free, I guess. Yeah. Like care, not care less, but like they'll cut off a car. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. And, you know, thank God no one has that I know has passed away from it, but like there have been some like bad scooter accidents. So, you know, the closed toed shoes and the helmets were like always, always a and, campus thing. And yeah. no, just our team thing. Oh, good. You know, like down in Florida, it's legal to drive a scooter without a helmet. So our trainer, our uh, strength and conditioning coach was like sneakers and helmets. That's always. a good call. And if a senior caught you without it, it was like, <laughs> like the biggest thing ever it's like I swear I'm just going like five seconds down to Dunkin Donuts to grab a coffee <laughs> I promise. And like you like we always put our helmets on but sometimes you would just like walk out of the house and flip flops yeah. and like you'd be like oh my god like trying to no hide you. your feet <laughs> wait so okay so you mentioned something about you know like seniors holding you guys accountable yeah. and um staff members as well and that's something that you know I it's so funny that we sit on this couch now together because I had, you know, Lauren Lee on the podcast. We're yeah. close now too. And the Parekas, like I've known them forever too. Yeah. And um, we always, all of us always joke about how like we just did not get along in college, but only on the lacrosse field. I know. Because like we were just such similar, similar programs, yeah. I think. Mm-hmm. And we were in similar spots in which we wanted to like, you know, prove to the lacrosse community mm-hmm. that we were, we were it, yeah. right, and, like, so whenever we went head to head, it was, like, neither of us wanted to let the other one win, yeah, anything, so now that, like, we're able to be in this space where we can all be friends and recognize that, like, we were all doing the same thing, yeah. you know, we had similar, very similar locker rooms, and that's why we butted heads, yeah, so, like, to that point, like, I know at Stony Brook, we had such an incredible culture in the sense that, like, um, our leaders and it, it was like head down right mm-hmm. our leaders would always like hold people accountable and hold themselves accountable yeah. first and um, you know I just I guess I wanted to ask you a little bit about like what it was like inside your locker room and yeah with that culture and anything like specific that comes to mind when it comes to that. I will say our locker room was always like super fun mm-hmm. um, you know music always playing like nothing super intense because we got that out on the cross field um and I will say my freshman year our seniors were like our moms like they (laughs) were so amazing like you know strict on us in a sense we're like following the rules like making sure you're showing up like 10 minutes early if you're earlier on time if you're on time you're late you know all that good stuff but you know they were really good about just like showing us the ropes in a sense of being like if you do this, like no one's going to yell at you, like coaches wise, or, you know, athletic training wise or anything. Like if you just follow these simple rules, like you are going to be respected by, you know, every, everyone else on the team and staff that, you know, it'll just make like the non-lacrosse stuff so much easier. So I think that was something that my class really took to heart that, but they were also like supportive of us. You know, if we were going through a hard time, like they weren't like mean about it or anything. Like 
if they could see that we were having a tough practice because newsflash, not everyone has a great practice and not everyone's like 100% in it mentally. Uh, really? And, <laughs> yeah, isn't that such a shocker? Um, but, you know, they were like, if they noticed that, like they would pull us aside and be like, hey, like I got the waters for today. Like, you know, why don't you like go take a sip of water and then come back? You know, they were really great about, you know, like allowing us to be ourselves and like have a bad practice. And they were there to like tap us on the back and, you know, pick us up and like tell us we got the next one and all that good stuff. Like they were never, you know, rolling their eyes that we like turned the ball over because freshman year is like stressful as it is that like, I know I turned the ball over. Like, I know it. I don't Everybody need does. my coach and my teammates to yelling at me that I turned the ball over. I was like, plus we're scrimmaging. So yeah. like, it's okay. Like, this isn't the national championship. Um, but it's just like, you know, them being there, you know, as, you know, really great role models, you know, with the little stuff of getting us in line in a sense. Not that we were super crazy, but just like the little rules that we had as a team into really being there for us, like on an emotional side, but then also like creating a fun, inviting atmosphere. It was like they really did a great job of just, you know, being really great mentors and leaders. And my class really wanted to be that way when we were seniors, because that was the role models that we had when when we were going into it. But you know, it's like the little things and, um, you know, we were also so like willing and happy to do it. We were like, we understand, like I'll bring the waters from this eight to this eight. Like, yeah. it's not the big deal. Like I'll just grab them. Like <laughs> I grabbed them all throughout my college, you know, yeah. even when I was a senior, I'm like, oh, I'll just grab them. Like, it's really not that big of a deal. But so we were like all super, like just accepting of it and going into it. Like, okay, yeah, we're freshmen. Like, this is what we have to do. Like, no worries. Like mm -hmm. I'll, I'll just grab the waters. It's like, what is it like two pounds I'm like okay sure it's really cool because I think what you mentioned there is like they probably weren't doing that like those seniors that you're talking about they probably weren't doing that in order to make sure that you guys would do that when you were seniors yeah right they were just they wanted the team atmosphere to be one fun yeah two like respected amongst the entire university and yeah. then like three successful and yeah. that's what they knew to be successful mm -hmm. so they were just kind of doing what they were doing and showing you guys the ropes probably without even knowing it. Yeah. Um, well, and really I cool. think that was the biggest thing. They were leaders by example. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, like I said, with that one thing, if you were having a bad practice, like a senior would take the water bottle from you, be like, don't worry about this yeah. today. You know what I mean? It's those little things where it's like, okay, like she's not yelling at me because I forgot about it. You know what I mean? Yeah. Or something like that. But you know, a piece that you said, like representing the university, that was a huge motto for us was like, you represent, the University of Florida. Like you don't just represent yourself. You don't just represent your team. Like you represent the school. And I think going out there into the rest of the community and the campus, and then even bringing it back home, like you represent the University of Florida women's lacrosse team. Yeah. And like, yes, in some sense, that's a big weight on your shoulders, but like you also have 36 other people that also represent it. So if you're representing it the best way that you can, like, people are going to appreciate that coaches, athletic trainers, everything are going to appreciate that. And it's just going to kind of not necessarily make your life a little bit easier, but like know that it's not just like you that you're representing out there. Yeah. And that's something that my mom always said to us too. Like you don't represent Lindsay, you represent the Ron Beck family. Yeah. You know what I mean? And um, you know, I think that's, you know, same thing with USA. You don't just represent yourself. And yeah. I think that's a 
big lesson that I kind of learned throughout everything was just like, you know, it's not just me, myself and I, and it never is, and it never will be. Yeah. And, um, you know, you always represent something more. And if, if you are stressed about, you know, how you're performing on the lacrosse field, like kind of taking that off and being like, well, like I'm doing this for, you know, athletes unlimited. Yeah. So it's like, kind of taking that pressure off yourself and just putting it onto something bigger yeah. that more people are representing. And then it's, it's kind of like a relief in that sense. Yeah. You know what I mean? We, I, I think you mentioned this earlier in our conversation, but we just, as people and as like high level performers, like yeah. we put a ton of pressure on ourselves in general mm -hmm. and it could be to like wake up at a certain time, like yeah. for little things, you know, like we put our pressure on ourselves. Like, oh, I woke every... up at 8.05 yeah, today, like, not oh 8. <laughs> yeah. Like, I laid in bed for five minutes, yeah. like, you know? <laughs> But that's just how we're wired. So yeah. to be able to find, I think that's a really cool thing that you mentioned there because to be able to find that in a sense to not only obviously like have a ton of pride in what you represent, but yeah. also take a little bit of that pressure mm -hmm. off of, you know, what's going on up here and in between the years. Because um, sure. that was something that, you know, just Blino always said to us too, is like, you never take your jersey off. Yeah. It's how he said it. He was like, you you can walk around and you could be wearing absolutely nothing Stony Brook Open's across, mm -hmm. but like, People know. People know your face. Yeah. You know, people, you say your, people say, hey, how are you? What's your name? You say Kylie. You know, like, yeah. it's immediately the connection and based on what that connection might be, mm -hmm. that's how, you know, people's brains work. So um, just always representing whatever you represent in the yeah. best way possible. Um, 100%. I love that, that you just kind of pulled that in there. But, um, okay, so one last thing about your time at Florida. Did you guys have any, like, traditions or, like, Maybe it was like pregame traditions or away trip or personally or as a team. A little bit of both. So as a team, I always forget the name of the song. <laughs> but you know, so I'm proud to be an American. Yes. We would come. That's a really bad singing. <laughs> I'm not a singer. That's why I'm an athlete. I'm uh, not a singer. So we're on a podcast. That's why we're on a podcast. Um, but we would come around in a big circle and we would play that and just belt it. Um, and that was kind of like the connecting piece for all of us to just like mm -hmm. physically touch in a sense and just like kind of have a visual representative representation that like, okay, we're all going out there together. You yeah. know, obviously people had like their own personal music going on, but um, and their own like pregame, you know, rituals and traditions and off doing their own thing. But I think it was really special for us to all come together and like do something all as one team. And yeah. then we would immediately walk out. So there was no lull time. It was always like coaches came in, they talked to us or no, we did it. Coaches came in, talked to us, gave us a starting lineup, the pointers for, you know, offense, defense, mini, whatever. And then we would immediately walk out. So there was like no lull time. It was no like, okay, now I'm going to go back and play one more song in my ear. Like if you had your own thing, you did it before we did that one thing together. So I love that. that was what we did as a team. And then for me, I, I was like the, you know, left sock, right sock, left shoe, right <laughs> shoe kind of person. Like, are you still like that? No. Okay. I don't think so. Mainly because I haven't been, like I haven't gotten into a routine of playing. I'll probably pick up. I have pick it back up this weekend. I have. I might. I might need to pick it up this weekend. But stop it. Um. Yeah. Just the. It was always. No. It was always right shoe, right sock, left sock, right. I know my uniform would be on. So like okay. I would put my uniform on, right, right sock, left sock, right shoe, left shoe, um, 
goggles on stick and then I would never warm up in my jersey okay. I would only warm up in my uh warm-up t-shirt okay and then I would put my jersey on right before starting lineup so that was like what I did and then I couldn't change the taping of my stick unless I played bad then I changed the taping <laughs> um you know new mojo yeah new, new mojo. mojo just like one thing to change was just like taping my stick gotcha. um you know sometimes you like you need that reset some people like fix their like redo their hair some yeah. people retie their shoe like for me it was just like a whole reset after a game and then I had to do like my hair the same way yeah you know all that good stuff all the know? good stuff all the good stuff but <laughs> that was like I wasn't like as superstitious as like some other people on my yeah. team some other people on my team were like I have to listen to these five songs like I have to do this before you know I would get like paid all the good stuff yeah. but like for me personally it was like the the shoes were the shoe sock combo. The shoe sock combo was like <laughs> a big deal. If I like forgot, if I like forgot one day, if I was like talking to someone, yeah. I'm like, oh yeah, and I put my left sock on. I'd have to take it off, like go do something refold else, it. <laughs> I would refold it, put it back in my backpack, go to the bathroom, and then come back and like redo and it. And act like it didn't happen. Yeah. <laughs> I, I don't know why. It was like so, I was like, no one can distract me while I'm putting my shoes on. I gotta get this right. <laughs> that's amazing. Like, that's what locks you in. I think yeah. that's something cool that you said like like you said some people you know refix their hair yeah or, I forget I, it was like a book I was reading or something but it was the same kind of mentality but it was more so like instead of after a whole bad game like how you retake mm -hmm. your stick it was like a, a mistake or like a turnover yeah. on the field and it was a soccer player I forget who it is right now but she used to wear like a pre-wrap or like a headband yeah. on her on her head and she if she made a mistake and she, she started to get it. she flicked it like onto her head, oh, like right back yeah. in place. And then she'd be like, all right, reset. I do um, flush the toilet. Okay. So I feel like it's easy because like our, like it's easy to just take the two fingers off. So if I make a mistake, I just, I just do this. Flush it down the drain. Flush it down the drain, reset, restart. It's gone. Yeah. But if I had like a whole game. That is the tape. That's the tape. Like immediately after the game, I'm like, oh man, this tape. <laughs> New mojo. Oh my gosh. Okay. So. Okay, so we talked a lot about, um, you know, kind of playing days and at UF, and, and now you're into the coaching game. Mm -hmm. um, you know, talking a little bit about, like, post-collegiately what you're into now. So you're coaching at American yep. um, in Washington, D.C. Did you, and I know you mentioned you didn't really know what you wanted to do when you got to Florida. Yeah. Did you know that you always wanted to coach or be around lacrosse, or how did you get into coaching? I think sophomore year was when, um, that's when Taryn, came in um, and she really inspired me. She is a phenomenal coach. She helped me so much. So she came in, she, I was like, I, Taryn's helping me so much. I want to be that same person. And I always coached throughout high school as like summer job. I went back to my club team, coached my club team. And I always really loved coaching. And I always knew it would be a part of my life, whether that was like, I was doing some other job and I was coaching club on the side or, you know, I was coaching high school on the side or whatever it was. I always knew I wanted to still be around lacrosse in that sense. Um, but sophomore year was when I was like thinking about college coaching. Mm -hmm. And then junior year I got injured and I had to be out for two games. It was three games total was the game that I got hurt. And then two other, two other games. And Taryn was like, you need to be up here with me, um, you know, to kind of be that fourth coach. Um, and I want you to hear some of the things that I say to other people coming off the field. And mm. I want you to hear my thoughts throughout the game. And that was when I was like, 
I'm going to be a college coach and that's going to be my career path. And I want to stay in it for as long as I can, because having that experience of being on the sideline and having a coach be like, come stand next to me. Like, I want you to like, hear what I'm thinking about. Like, I'm going to talk out loud to you and like bounce ideas off of you. And I want you to like, hear the thought process that's like going through my mind. Um, because usually I was out on the field, so I never knew. So she's like, here's an opportunity for you to still stay engaged with the, with the game while also like, kind of like hearing how it is from like the coach's side. So junior year was when I was like, all right, I'm becoming a college coach hundred percent. Um, and then just coming out, out of college, it kind of made it a little bit easier knowing that's what I wanted to do because 100%. I wasn't like stressed. Like, yes, I was stressed about finding a job, but there wasn't that stress of like, what am I going to do with my life? You know what I mean? Like I knew that was what I was going to do, whether it was, I got a job immediately. I got a job late, whatever it was, whether I had to volunteer for a year before, like I knew that was the path that I was going on. And then I applied to a bunch of places. Big thing about the coaching world is they want experience, um, not necessarily coaching wise, but like in office wise, because a lot of people don't realize how much work goes in behind the scenes, off the field, off the field, yeah. um, in the office with, with your head coach and the other assistant coach. So that was a big thing was gaining that experience in the office. Um, and then, you know, I was choosing between two schools and American was one of them. And I wanted to be in a city. I wanted to, you know, have, you know, a nightlife and, you know, a social life outside of it um, and have things readily available to me, whether that's, you know, like hiking or going, you know, downtown, the monuments, everything like DC literally has everything that you can do. Um, So it was kind of like the perfect fit because I was able to be in a city that was fun, but also like be at a school that was in a great conference, which they're in the Patriot League. So yeah. Yeah. And you guys are crushing it. Crushing it. (laughs) This past season, we didn't do that great, but my first year undefeated. So undefeated. Yeah. And we got a lot of returners coming back, taking their COVID fifth year. So, which is exciting. It's huge. That's a good mark of a program too, right? And a good Mm -hmm. coaching staff. So yeah, definitely. Yeah. Pat yourself on the back for that one too. All right. Um, yeah, I'm just boosting just, your confidence you are here. Boosting <laughs> I'm not talking about practice. Stop that. <laughs> I know we still have practice yeah. yet to go. <laughs> I'm like, what time is it? <laughs> we got late night practices for the first time that yeah. we've been here so today. So that's a new experience. Um, okay, so one thing that um, I've talked with a bunch of people about, especially here and um, just in general, like playing and coaching simultaneously mm-hmm. right it's a very like unique time in your life you're yeah just like all of us we're not going to be able to play forever mm-hmm. so like but you're going to continue to coach mm-hmm. so at some point you're not going to be a player anymore but you're just going to be a coach but you'll obviously have your past experiences yeah but right now you're in a very unique time in your life and in a sense that you can like use your own experiences as a player on the field to help you right then and there you know as a coach mm-hmm. and I guess can you talk a little bit about like some of the positives of, of of that kind of balance yeah um, being a player and a coach right now not only so i i think one thing especially about this league is there are so many like amazing players and because i coach offense um it's nice for me to kind of see you know when the ball's down on my team's defensive end i'm still watching the offense and i'm watching these great players like do these amazing things that you know i'm picking up on i'm like oh my gosh that was a really great play you know, how can I incorporate that with, you know, my players? So like after games or practices, if I'm like out, I'm still intently watching because Mm -hmm. I can still learn so much from, you know, everyone here that, you know, I'm not 
taking this as like, oh, now I'm just a player. You yeah. know what I mean? And I think sometimes it's hard to turn that coach switch off. Um, and I think you're, you know, I've kind of seen it a little bit with like even the draft sometimes. Yeah. Like you see players who are coaches like Kayla, like you saw her, she's like thinking about the X's and O's. Yeah. Like it's kind of hard to turn that off a little bit, but you know, so I think for me, it's helped me a little bit this past, um, these past couple weeks or how long have been? Week and a half? I have no idea. <laughs> 10 days. <laughs> 10 days. <laughs> not even a week and a half yet. Um, you know, these past 10 days, just like making sure that I'm not just like, yes, I'm still watching to enjoy lacrosse, but I'm also like picking up on things, whether that's, um, you know, someone makes this unreal dodge and I'm like thinking about like, okay, how can I break this down and either teach myself it or like teach my players it like this, you know, watching the game, you know, oh, they just did this like really cool, just like flow movement. I'm like, I like that. Like maybe I can, and I'll like write it in my notes, like try and like talk it out. Like player one goes through, you know what I mean? And um, just like take mental and like physical notes of, everything that's going on so that way I'm still expanding my lacrosse IQ which is really important as a coach that you know you still need to watch lacrosse you still need to learn more about lacrosse in order to grow with the game and be able to teach your players you know the growing game if that makes sense so for me I'm like still trying to like learn and like be a sponge and like soak everything up as much as possible or like even talking to players and like what do you like to do like yeah what's your strong suit like what do you feel like your weaknesses are and like how have you like worked for your weaknesses or like you know being like oh like my players are really struggling with this like how have you taught your players with other coaches like how have you taught your players how to overcome this you know mm-hmm. what I mean and you know for me being such a young coach like and having so many older coaches here I have so many great resources that yeah. I can like talk to and be like, have you experienced this? And like, how did you get through it? Or like, what, um, you know, what obstacles did you face and how did you get through it? So for me, I'm just trying to like, not turn that coach off, especially when we're like outside of it. Um, but like when I'm playing, I really try and just turn it off because I like overthink I end up coaching myself and I'm like, wait, I need to just like stop. Like I know what to do. Like, just play. Yeah. like I said, I've been playing this game for 20 years. So I'm like, I know what Bird. to do. Um, <laughs> so, yeah, seriously. But um, so I think for me playing wise, I've been able to turn it off, but not playing. I'm able to like still stay engaged with it and like still try and learn and grow. Yeah, which is incredible. And like you said, there's struggles that come with it too. Yeah. Like as a player, you're trying to shut off that coach mode every once in a while. Yeah. But I think you mentioned a really special piece of that, especially in what we're in right now is people are coaching at all different levels and yeah. have had so many different experiences, both like coaching at their own programs, but also playing for different programs. Mm-hmm. And a lot of different programs have different ways about yeah. going things. So being able to take little things and create your own out of it yeah out of this experience is a really special thing and going off that it's also funny like hearing what other teams did as like you were a player right and like <laughs> wait a second that's they, what you were playing that's what <laughs> wait what or like hearing what they do like how their practices are structured yeah. I'm like wait a second like you guys don't do this every day because like that's what we did every day like that's just what our coach so it's like funny to see like even from like a player perspective, I'm like, oh my gosh, that's so weird how like we all had totally different experiences and yet we're like still all here. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, having a very so, similar experience, having, but like, also still different. Yeah, yeah, it's so crazy to me. I'm like t- talking to like some Syracuse girls. I'm like, wait a second, 
you guys, wait, what? Yeah. Like, you guys didn't run every day? I'm like, huh? How did this work? And I'm like, I'm, how are you guys so fast? And they're like, I don't know. I'm like, okay. <laughs> that sounds good. Sure. Let's just throw that. I'm like, meanwhile, I'm like trying to, oh, I'm one second slow. I'm like, stop. Oh, it. God. <laughs> so, I mean, kind of just going off of like talking about being here with Athletes Unlimited and all these different experiences that we're getting, getting to meet obviously new people and people that we've kind of something that's special for me at least is like I feel like I know every single one of you since mm-hmm. I've been here just because of social media yeah you know where there's like some people where you're like wow I feel like we've like dm'd before but like I never actually met you in yeah. person you know <laughs> and then being able to create those relationships and be their teammates at some point is a pretty cool experience but when when you think about like that kind of stuff and playing professionally and just the opportunity to continue to play post-collegiately like what does that kind of mean to you well I kind of think back to kind of what I said about my high school experience where it like really brought my family together and it's like still doing that you know Mm -hmm. what I mean like after this weekend you know my brother's birthday was yesterday and they went out in like New York City to dinner but you know I FaceTimed them and my, both my brothers were like, oh, like, we watched your game. Like, you played so great. We watched the draft. Like, it's cool that, like, they, like, it's still that connecting piece, even though I'm oh, far away from them. Like, we can still, like, talk about that stuff. And, you know, they, I still know that, like, I have their support in that sense. Um, but also, I think the the building of, like, new friendships is something that I have enjoyed, like, not more than like actually playing lacrosse still, but like just as much, like I'm meeting, like you said, like, yeah, like they're, (laughs) I'm pretty sure the first time I'm like, Hey, I'm Lindsay. And like, someone was like, Oh, Hey, I'm Kylie. I'm like, yeah, we know each other. It just felt like you had to like make that like, hi, we're introducing each other. We not know each other. You know what I mean? Instead of like the awkward, like, you know me, I know you, like, what are we going to do about this? Like, weird. Should we just talk about it? Like, it was like Marie, like I had DM'd her a couple of times or like we had been DMing back and forth. I'm like, I'm Lindsay, by the way. And she's like, oh, I know. And I'm like, I know. I just felt like it was like polite to just like introduce myself. Um, But like, I'm meeting you know, like girls that I probably would have never met without not just athletes unlimited, but without lacrosse in general. And, um, I was saying this to my boyfriend, I'm like, I'm making such great friends here that I know we're going to stay in touch and it's going to last a lifetime. You know what I mean? And whether that's like, we don't talk every day, but like, if I see them, like, I'm going to give them like a big hug and be so excited and ask them all about like what they're doing in their life. And like, genuinely want to know, you know what I mean? And like, I, and I think with this league in particular, if you don't make those connections off the field, it's hard, it's going to be hard to translate them off the field, especially because we're moving teams so much, you know, Mm -hmm. like a big thing for me at Florida was like making sure I was making connections with the younger girls. So that way they felt comfortable playing with me, like on the field, Mm -hmm. because, you know, kind of going back freshman years, like nervous enough, like if you make those connections off the field, they will translate no matter what on the field. It's that trust. It's that connection. It's that, you know, even as you're walking into practice, like, Hey, I'm going to try something new today. Like if you ever have the ball, can you just like look for me on this? You know what I mean? And then doing it. And like, if it's successful, great. That's like another option you and that person have. But if not, then it's like, Oh, well I'll try something new tomorrow or something like that. But I think the connections is really going to be a big thing, especially because we're moving teams so much. Like, 
making those connections off the field is just going to make it so much easier to transition mm-hmm. into new teams, new games, because you have that friendship established already. Yeah. And I think like exactly what you just mentioned is it's all about the trust and the connections. Yeah. And um, like, I think that's something we saw in college, but also like, especially here, but then something that I love that you said is it's going to translate like beyond, yeah. too, you know, mm-hmm. beyond and just like knowing that we're all here doing something for lacrosse that's bigger than ourselves yeah. right like we're all here yes we want to we want to make money yes yeah. we want to win games yes we want to you know be at the top of the leaderboard but we also want to like make women's lacrosse something that's mm-hmm. sustainable for the future of the game yeah and we're all kind of doing that together even yeah we're competing out there um so that's something that's really cool that's like to connect about while yeah. we're here and then in the same sense we're also here in a hotel for five weeks which none of us have ever done before no so like to lean on each other in those yeah. moments is pretty cool too we're sure. gonna create memories that like you would have never had if we yeah. weren't stuck in a hotel together Definitely. i have a feeling like by week three <laughs> there's gonna be some like weird stories like weird stories <laughs> coming out of this experience like someone's gonna go stir crazy and just like do something outrageous and it's going to be like the talk of talk of the au au community but i really hope it's neither of us but um, i like kind of want to be me but i don't think it's i don't think i'm i'm that outgoing yet okay fine all right i'll talk to you in week three and see talk if to me in week three and see if i've done anything up crazy yet i mean ronnie like my your nickname yeah never been called that before <laughs> in my life that's something that's coming out there of there you go I'm like, now everyone in this league is going to, like, I haven't like, done it yet, but no, I'm going to start. On, if we ever end up on a team together, it's just going to, so happens, many people are yeah. going to say it that you're just going to start saying it. And that's what I'm even finding, like, Molly Garrett, love her to death. She She's the one that's, like, really, like, continuing it and getting it going because I came on to, like, Taryn, my coach, is on my team. She's never going to call me Ronnie. Yeah. She'll always call me Ron Beck because that's just how it is. But, like, there were girls that I had just met that are like, oh, hey, Ronnie. I'm like, it's not my real name. I'm like, it's fine. Like, I love it. I've always wanted, like, a cool nickname like that because Linz is just, like, it's so basic. It's generic. It's generic, you know, Linz, Linz, whatever. But Ronnie, I'm like, this is actually really cool. I'm just, like, not going to say anything. And, like, just let Molly just keep spreading it. Running out of it. Oh, my God. That's amazing. Okay. I'm, I'm doing it. I'm changing your name in my phone to Ronnie. Okay. <laughs> I'll see if I remember that though. <laughs> I'll go to text you. I'll be like, where's Wait, Lindsay? what? <laughs> okay. So talking one more thing. Or I'll text you and say, hey, who's Ronnie? <laughs> Who the heck is Ronnie? I don't know any Ronnies. Hey guys, Kylie here. A short break from our conversation to remind you to check in on our social channels. You can find little snippets from our episodes on Instagram at at dream.on underscore pod. And if you're a lacrosse stud looking for a unique way to train and develop into the best version of yourself, like our guest here most definitely has, check out the KO17 Lacrosse app in the App Store. That's KO17 Lacrosse. And at D-R-E-A-M period O-N underscore P-O-D on Instagram. Come join the fam and we can keep dreaming on together. Okay, enough of that. We back. One more thing on this topic of like pro women's across, like where do you want to see women's across in 10 years from now, 20 years from now? Um, that's a great question. Like I when, think, I think so much, especially about this pro league, like 
I think this pro league has changed our game a lot, like already. Yeah. Um, you know, with you know the less fouls being called, the no more three seconds, no more eight meters, and I think it's really gonna. I think it's gonna test people. Yeah. Because you can't solely rely on one thing that you've done for the past, you know, like however many years you were in college, four or five, whatever, because like the rules are so different. Yeah. So not only is it going to test people, but I also think it's going to make people be so much more dynamic because you're still, you still have opportunities to cut. You still have opportunities to, you know, dodge one V one, but because they're sitting so far back, it's like, you can't just solely rely on speed. You actually genuinely have to dodge yeah. and like pull them one way to go the other. And so I think that's something that, you know, is really gonna change our game with just this league. But where I would like to see women's lacrosse in the next 10 or 20 years is just like, I would love it to be more inclusive and more diverse. You know, you know I think that's a given. And I think Athletes Unlimited is doing a fabulous job with yeah. that um, and really, supporting everyone in that sense um but I think as the game goes you know I would just love for it to be more widely accepted um you know on air whether that's like live sports playing more games but not just like the top five teams you know what I mean like no American isn't you know in the top 20 but like if we play Loyola, that should be a game that is getting aired. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like trying not to just air like Loyola versus Navy or like Florida versus Stony Brook or UNC versus Maryland. But like if Maryland's playing a lesser team, like air that yeah. because it's still probably going to be great lacrosse Absolutely. that why not get some exposure to these lower teams? Because sorry, not everyone wants to go to the top 20 teams, you know, or be able to, or not everyone wants to go division Mm one. So it's kind of that more like spread out of like inclusiveness in that sense of airtime, like being able to like stream more games, like just the whole media aspect of it, you know, I think really needs to change. I think, you know, for us, we had a great media team um you know we we had the money for it but you know even Stonybrook you guys like your Instagram page is like awesome like even little stuff like that um but I think the the media aspect is really gonna be huge for like the growth of our game absolutely just exposure to places it's never been before yeah awesome um okay so we talked a lot about lacrosse but that's just like our life so um for 20 live love laugh lacrosse (laughs) laugh 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 Oh, I never add laugh. Live, I love, love that. Laugh. Live, love, love laugh, laugh, lax. Live, love, laugh, lax. Wow. Try and say that 10 times fast. I can't because no. I always just say live, love, lax. So <laughs> we actually call it triple L. Triple L. Live, love, lax. Um, and now it's quadruple L. So live, love, laugh, lax. There it is. Okay. But Lindsay off the field. Ronnie off the field. Sorry. Ronnie, Ronnie off the field. Um, and something that, you know, we mentioned in the beginning and something that um, I know has become like a big part of your daily life is your new Instagram page, mm-hmm. your fitness Instagram page. And um, can you talk a little bit about like when that started? Was it a COVID hobby? Was it yeah. something like that? That And then like how it became something that is so important to you now? Well, I mentioned this when we were talking about training, like the only weights I had available were five pound weights. Mm-hmm. And then like, I had no treadmill. I had no like Stairmaster. I didn't have like the gorgeous like at home gyms that people ended up like building during <laughs> quarantine 
but so I had to make use of what I had available and that was like stairs going my house is like kind of on a hill so there's like my backyard has like a deck area but then it's like you go up these stairs and it's like my lawn my mm. backyard lawn so like I had those stairs as like my stairmaster or like my hill whatever love it and then I had five pound weight so I'm like okay like I still want to work out and I still love to work out so how can I like make these workouts be not just like and like nothing against anyone but like I can't do like just Pilates like yeah. that's not something that I can do and still be like like be able to play lacrosse like yeah. I need to like train you know what I mean so um that was something that I like really enjoyed kind of working through I'm like how can I like switch things up how can I make this a little bit more difficult um and I started posting my workouts on my regular page and during quarantine and every like I got so many dms like I love your workouts I've been doing them like I love that like you can just do them either with or without weights like they're they're really for like everyone you know what I mean um and I got really great feedback about that and then things like kind of started opening up in June and I went you know back home to, I was up on Long Island then I went back home to DC or where I live now and I kind of like got off of it for a little bit um just because like my boyfriend has a boat so we were going out on the boat a little yeah, bit just like enjoying yeah. life a little bit more after being like locked up for a little bit um, we were being safe, we were wearing masks, just not out there, it was just me and my boyfriend. Um, and so I kind of got off of it and then I went back home for the fall because we were shut down in the fall and my boss was like, go home, spend some more time with your family, like we probably won't be able to do any lacrosse stuff. Um, she had just gotten hired in June, so she was like, let me get the chance to know the girls on more personal levels, like you can go home, whatever. So that's when I like, really was like truly thinking about it and I was like you know what? I'm just gonna start it and I expected to get like maybe 200 followers and that's it <laughs> what are you up to now almost like 1500 wow like 1500 followers and I'm like oh my god there's so many people following me like it kind of gets like nervous and I truly just started it I'm like for fun yeah. like I posted on my Instagram I'm like how do you all feel about me starting fitness page and most like girls our age and like lacrosse players like yes 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 but then I got like a few like guys that I'm friends with that are like oh my god no don't become <laughs> one I'm like no it, it'll be different like yeah. I wanted to go into it like not the normal like fitness influencer like page aspect but like real and raw and just like if I you know if I don't feel good that day like letting people know that that's okay you know yeah. what I mean like if I'm taking an off day and I'm anxious about it like letting people know that that's okay and that like if you like you're not just always going to be like okay with taking an off day or like you're not always going to feel 100% going into a workout but um for me it was more about like really trying to create something that was real and normal especially for the amount of young followers I have um stepping into the lacrosse community and the lacrosse world and having someone, you know, I by no means think I'm the like the greatest example, but like showing people that like, it's okay to like miss a workout. It's okay yeah. to, you know, enjoy, you know, have five brownies because that's what I right. do. 
like we almost every night. Like, I'm sorry, I'm not just gonna have one. If they're delicious, I'm gonna have five. Like that's what, just what it is. And I'm, you know what, tomorrow my workout, I'm not gonna think about the five brownies that I ate. I'm just gonna think about working out because that's what I love to do. Um, and I think that's, that's something that I really take pride in is like being a real raw example for the young girls that follow me and like showing them that like, we all have different bodies, it's okay. And that's a big piece of it is like body positivity because you know, we, we kind of grew up with social media, like Instagram started when we were like, what, like high school or whatever. So like, we haven't had, like, we grew up with it and we like, it's like so established now that the young girls that are joining Instagram are seeing, like when we put on filters for our pictures, they were like the most like grained like yes. pictures like bright at, <laughs> back like, in high school yeah yeah were, back in high they weren't it wasn't good it was to the young girls it is not like the airbrushed like everyone no. looked so strange like <laughs> no filters whatsoever and so the girls that are joining now they're seeing these like perfect people on there and even sometimes I get into it I'm like oh my gosh I love her body I want her body like why doesn't my body look like that and so I think that's tough like on these young girls joining Instagram is they're seeing these perfect people that's like not always attainable. Mm-hmm. And that's not because like they didn't work hard for their body. It's just because like you have a different body than them. You yep. know what I mean? And that's great. It's beautiful. It's okay. But like you, you're probably not going to get there. Like I'm yeah. not going to get the skinny legs that I've always wanted. Like yeah, I'm a must. Yeah. We're yeah. muscular. Like we got, and we can't move on the field without our calves, without our, you know, yeah. quads and everything. And what we do on the field is different than Taylor Cummings because we have different bodies, mm-hmm. you know what I mean? So that's kind of like the example that I wanted to set for everyone that like, you should love your body no matter what and find things that make your body special and allow you to do other things that maybe someone else can't do because, you know, maybe they're too tall for it, you know? Yeah. Or maybe, you know, they're too short for it or whatever it is. But it's it's finding that, like, love within yourself and going out into the world as confident as you can be. And, like, I'm just trying to put out as best of an example as that and, like, even showing people, like, about my bod- bad body image days. Yeah. Or when I am feeling great, I'm like, hey, I feel phenomenal yeah. 11 out of 10 today and I'm gonna tell everyone that like you yeah. might not think I'm 11 out of 10 but I feel 11 out of 10 and I'm gonna show you all that you know yeah. what I mean it's like the, those little things that I feel like are super important that a lot of big influencers miss yes you know? and I think that's a really important point um it is that you said that a lot of big influencers miss and um that you know that you have a real connection with the people who are following yeah right like they might be friends but they also might be like you said they're young either lacrosse players or young girls or Mm -hmm. just young people and even people who are the same age as you, maybe even older than you, might not even matter depending on age, but you're having this real, and the word authenticity is really just thrown around these Mm -hmm. days, especially when it comes to content creation, but that's like real raw authenticity where it's like, I I either feel really good today and I'm going to talk about it and not feel bad about like maybe feeling cocky, right? right? Or I feel really, really terrible about it and I'm going to put it out there as well because I know someone out there might also be feeling that way and can yeah. relate to me. Um, and then the in-between stuff, like, hey, this is my workout. I have no feelings today. Like, yeah. You know, like, I literally, <laughs> no feelings, but like, here's my workout. Last week, I was so exhausted. I'm like, I'm not writing this hype, preppy, <laughs> like, peppy talk post. I go, here's my workout. Thanks. Enjoy. 
No, that's but, all I wrote is my caption on my computer. I think I'm like going through something. But <laughs> but like that's exactly what you built that page yeah. on, right? And like that's exactly what you pride yourself in in what you're doing there is like that authentic side of it of like this is how I feel. Yeah. I want to share this because I know that like it I'm helping others in mm-hmm. one way or another, whether it's negative, whether it's positive, I'm helping show something but I'm not going to put on this fake face yeah. or this anything that I feel like I need to just because of the outside pressures of social media. Yeah. Um, and I think that's one really freaking awesome and two, something that's not easy. Yeah. Um, so another thing that you should be really proud of yourself for. Yeah. I, it's definitely the first post, um, about my legs. I'm pretty sure you commented on it. I did. That was like, I had the most anxiety about that day because I'm like, I don't want to wait to like post about like my base insecurity because it's what my page's foundation is, is like body positivity. And if I can't be honest with people that follow me about what my insecurities are, they're not gonna think that I'm being real. Like what you said, like they're gonna think I'm putting up this like wall of like just putting out, you know, oh, I'm body positive, but like I don't have any insecurities. You know what I mean? So I wanted to do it like as early as I could and I, the amount of feedback that I got from that just from like not just like my closest friends being like I'm so proud of you like I know that's not easy but like also just random girls that are like you said like my age or maybe like a year younger a year older being like I've had this insecurity for the longest time and I was I thought I was the only one that like was insecure about it yeah and you know yes like I think I'm like probably the most secure and confident now than I have been but like I still have like terrible days like yesterday looking at the pictures from the game I only talked bad about myself I was like oh my god I look so fat like why do I look like this oh my god I'm hunched like I'm critiquing every single thing about it but like it's still gonna happen Mm -hmm. and like I'm not gonna like just be like no be positive because you're allowed to be negative sometimes you know what I mean like you're allowed to like have a bad body image day but like you don't want that body image day to then turn into a body bad body image week Mm -hmm. you know what I mean and it's kind of that that mentality of it is like yeah it's okay to have a day but like that day is not always going to last you like forever you know and like how are you going to work through that in a sense of like how are you going to overcome it because I can share what has helped me but it's not always going to help you. You know what I mean? And I think the fact that, and what I was going to say there was exactly that is like the fact that you're sharing how you get through it personally makes others confident enough to at least even think about it to themselves. Like, Hey, how do I get through it? Mm -hmm. Right. Like if they're not posting about it, that's fine. That's that's their own thing. But the fact that you're courageous enough to, to be able to put out there, like, Hey, this is what's helped me. This is what I struggle with. Like, it at least, and I know this happened for me, right? Like you said, I commented on the on the picture, which yeah. I can't even tell you what I commented right now. I think you literally just but, said, I love you, I'm proud of you, or something <laughs> like that. But like, like, I just remember reading that and a couple of your other captions and everything. And like, even if it's something that I don't end up putting on my page, right? it's something that I'm sitting there wherever I am in that moment, yeah. thinking about to myself, like, hey, like when you look at yourself in the mirror, like what? what gets you through it? Yeah. You know, like what gets Mm -hmm. you through that, those negative self-talk days. So, um, yeah, if, even if you, I'm sure you get all the feedback in the world, all the positive feedback in the world, even if you don't just know that that's 
that's the cause of impacting. I appreciate that. I haven't gone in a while, so. <laughs> <laughs> I got you. I'm like, I haven't gotten a DM about how much I'm helping this person. <laughs> that's because you just posted your workout last week and said, have a good day. I'm, I'm literally kidding. that's why. <laughs> I'm just kidding. You are absolutely crushing it. And I think, again, like it's not easy. Um, and you're doing something something that like, right? Like I'm, I'm on social media all the time too. Yeah. And it's not easy to be vulnerable all the time on it. Um, yeah. It's something that I'm trying to be like way better at as well. Mm -hmm. um, and it's not easy when you see like, you see random numbers of, I, I definitely don't know 25,000 people, but 25,000 people yeah. follow me. Yeah. You know, so anything that you put out there is like, yeah, it's scary to do so. Oh, no matter especially, how many people you have following you, because yes. especially with you, like, not to make you even more nervous, but like <laughs> you pop up on like explore pages. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like you, and that, and that's from people either like, you know, my friend follows you and I follow her. So like you're popping up on my page, yeah. like that it's not just like the people that are following you are seeing this, but like other people that might not be following you are seeing this. And that's like another scary thing about social media. Also, it's like, okay, like, my my followers all might be liking this and like commenting on it and like responding to it but i'm like who else like is gonna be seeing this and how can i make it a way where it's not just about you know the athlete or not just about you know the former athlete but like just about a woman yeah. you know what i mean like someone who yes like i am a former athlete but like there are non-athletes that struggle with body positivity yeah. you know and that still get up every day, get their butts to the gym and, you know, maybe not, they're not seeing the results that they're seeing, you know, and like, how can I give them one piece of advice that if they take it great and it works awesome, like I've helped someone, but if it doesn't work, then maybe they know, then maybe that's something that you can cross over with. They're like, okay, that didn't work. What else can I try? Yeah. You know what I mean? And just continuing to like, keep that conversation open about it. And I, I will say like sharing my, like, what makes me insecure and everything um has made me less insecure it's like so weird like me being able in like that first meeting to like share what like my biggest fear is yeah. and like not caring about like what anyone else thinks like that's and i think i i contribute a lot to just like people being nice and supportive and positive on the page and i even said it in my first post ever i was like if you're gonna be negative don't follow me. Yeah. Like, I don't even want that energy. Like, if you're just going to follow me to, like, judge me and everything, don't even bother following me. I don't need the followers. Yeah. Like, I don't want them, like, and especially the negative ones. And those people shouldn't even waste their time. At yeah, that point, don't right? even like, waste your time. You're going to put out negative energy, then, like, don't waste your time. But exactly. No, I think that's a really cool piece that you just added, too, is, like, you being a little like, feeling insecure about something, but sharing that insecurity yeah. has actually helped you grow a little bit more confident yeah um which I never thought that that would happen before a lot of people probably would yeah and it wouldn't even have to be about body positivity or yeah. body image or that can be probably about anything just anything you know yeah. and just sharing and it might not be sharing on social media but maybe it's sharing with a close friend yeah. or somebody that you trust like whatever it might be you can find yourself a little bit more confident in whatever yeah. those things might be I feel like my page is like my own journal you know what I mean like yeah. I think journaling is like a big thing now and I can't sit down and write in a journal. It's just <laughs> not me. Like my mom is always like, you should journal. And I'm like, that I just, I can't, I can't focus long enough to be like, dear diary, which I'm sure that's not how it goes, but that's immediately where my mind thinks of. I'm like, I've tried it. 
and I just can't do it. So I guess like my Instagram page is kind of like my journal where like I'm getting my feelings out and it just so happens that like people are following it, which like is fine. Like I don't really care, but if, and that's like another thing someone can do, like getting their insecurities out, like on paper or whatever it is. Like I know another piece of advice that I, um, I read was putting it on post-it note and putting it on your mirror that you look into every day, like your insecurity, like, yeah. and just kind of like every morning you're like, I'm insecure about this, but then under it, right. Like the positive piece of it, you know what I mean? It's like, yeah. I'm insecure about my legs. And then the next post is like, but I wouldn't be the little cross player I am without them. Yeah. You know what I mean? And trying to make it like that. And then, you know, every day, at, at the end of the day like write down something that like y- what you were insecure about actually like helped you whether that's like bo- like your yeah. body or not and like put it on there and you're gonna see that like what you're insecure about insecure about like is honestly like probably not as big of a deal as you might think it is if that makes sense no it's actually probably a lot of the core of your strengths yeah um, definitely you know yeah it, it really is and it's and it's difficult to recognize that so I love the post-it idea. I'm a big journaler. I, um, I don't judge you. No, I, just I, don't. <laughs> I just don't think I can get on board with it. But that's what I, that's what yeah. I mean. I think that's really cool, right? Yeah. Like it, you have to find what works for you. Yeah. Not everybody's going to, you know, be like me and like journal before you go to bed. Yeah. Like every time you wake up in the morning, like I just scroll through TikTok. Yeah. Like there you go. Yeah. But like you also have this page and I, yeah. I don't. So yeah. like everybody's got to find their own little thing that's going to help them through these little insecurities right. that um it is a lot about that positive and like that self-talk in general or just those self conversations mm-hmm. um and wherever you are able to find that place for it like you can probably look and I'm sure you do this I know I do this with my own personal page but you can probably just scroll back on your own page and like if you're having a day where you're feeling something you know that you know you've written about before on, yeah. on the page you can go back to it and be like okay this is how I felt in this moment about this like wow I'm not thinking about that right now but that just helped me a little mm-hmm. bit and it's something you wrote yeah right and yeah. you might not even be thinking like three months down the line and that's at least what I find from journaling yeah so it's a, it's a really cool thing to see like Definitely. people find in their own spaces I mean I even go back to like my Instagram the the stories that yeah, of, of the um like the little things that I repost like whether that's quotes or like other like body positivity or like self positivity things that um, I like see on my explore page that I want to like share to everyone. And I just go back and like, I shared this for a reason. And this is exactly what I need to hear today. You know what yeah. I mean? So like you said, it's not just for like the people, like it's also a big part of it is like for myself. Mm-hmm. But, you know, I also think um, a big thing about Instagram that's going around is like toxic positivity. And I think that's something that I really try and stay away from, you know, as much as I do promote, you know, body positivity, I think I'm, I've always tried to not be like toxic about it. Like you need to love your body no matter what it is, like, and try and be real and raw, like you said, and be like, this is what I'm insecure about. This is how I'm overcoming it. Like if it, like, it's okay to have bad days Mm -hmm. and like, just kind of like leave it at that. Because if I'm like, it's okay to have bad days, but like, I'm trying to think so positive right now. It's like, that's exhausting. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? Like sometimes you need to just sit with like what you're feeling about that day, whether it's good, bad, or ugly, like, or beautiful or whatever it is. And like sit in it in a moment and then kind of like work through it in your own mind, because someone can tell you 3000 times that you're the most beautiful person in the world. If you don't believe it, 
it's never, it's going to go in one ear and out the other. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? So I think that's, you know, just another big thing about athletes and, and women in general, that it's like, if you don't feel it with yourself, words, and like people telling you about it, it's not, it's not ever going to stick with you right. for a sustainable amount of time. Right. Well, again, if I haven't said enough, like, thank you for what you're doing. Oh, you're welcome. <laughs> oh my God. <laughs> you're so welcome. Um, okay. So, I mean, if we didn't talk about inspiration enough, this is like one of the last pieces here, but um, goes hand in hand a little bit. And it's just kind of like our inspiration piece, but what would you say is one piece of advice or like something that you've taken from a mentor or a role model, or even one of those, um, you know, explore pages on Instagram mm -hmm. that, you know, will forever stick with you. You know, I really tried to think about this when you sent me the questions <laughs> and like so many things pop into my mind, but like, I think the biggest thing is like my, club coach, um, just like really encouraging me to just be myself and to have fun with whatever I'm doing, mm -hmm. because if it's not fun for you, it's, it's going to be miserable. And I looked, I, after she kind of, she didn't say those exact words, but that's kind of what I took from like her encouraging me to just have fun with lacrosse and, you know, just go out there and play your game. And I kind of just took that and like, reworded in my mind of like I should just really be having fun with like anything that I'm doing yeah because if I'm not I'm gonna be miserable I'm gonna like hate my life I'm gonna want to quit but if it's fun for me I'm gonna want to continue to do it you know and then that second piece is just like making sure that I'm myself when I do it too and I'm not just doing something to please someone else or to please you know society or anything but you know, I'm doing it for me and for myself. And that's what's going to like bring me enjoyment and happiness. And that's how I'm going to have fun with it, if that makes sense. So I think that's like the biggest thing just with life in general for me is I try and just have fun and not take anything way too seriously. Good for you. Yeah. Only one life to live, right? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> All right. And then on the other side of it, what is one, um, kind of piece of wisdom or something that if someone follows you or a young girl looks up to you as a role model, something that you would want them to take from you, a piece of advice that you would want to pass on or you try to pass on to people who look to you for inspiration. I mean, I, I, I think it's kind of like the same sentiment, just like being your own person mm -hmm. and not be afraid to have your own interests, not be afraid to not follow the crowd not be afraid to, you know, do something for you. You know what I mean? And I, and I think, you know, it kind of all goes back to social media, but like so often people get judged for liking things when they're young, you know what I mean? And it's like, oh, you like, like I'm a huge Star Wars girl, like love Star Wars to death. But like, if I were to say that to my friends when I was younger, I feel like they'd be like, why not the notebook? Yeah. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. And I'm like, so I think, but I, I didn't, I kept that just with me and my brothers. But now, now that I'm like older and like interests, like other people's interests actually like interest people, mm -hmm. if that makes sense. I know I said interests a lot, no, but I really like that know, line actually. Like, uh, what did I say? Other, other people's interests really interest you. You. Yeah. yeah. Like I want to hear what like interests you. And maybe it's like totally different from what interests me. 
but, but it's interesting to you. Yeah, but it's interesting to <laughs> you. And I will see what we did there. A lot of we just need to we just need captures and it's like interest. Um but no, like for real, like I think just like being yourself and like doing things that make you happy and like mm-hmm. doing things that you enjoy because even though you might be like going through high school or middle school right now and or even like you're not you don't have like a solid core like core group of friends that you can like rely on that appreciates your differences from them like you will find people that like support you and whatever your interests are whatever you want to do with your life and they won't judge you they won't try and tear you down they won't try and you know knock you off course they'll support you and lift you up and you know I think that's a a really important thing that I learned kind of later and not earlier that you know it's okay to have different interests <laughs> than people but you know that's what makes us all different yeah. and you know maybe if I talk to someone about what they like to do in their free time maybe I pick it up and I find it enjoyable you know mm-hmm. it's like oh I've never heard of like that before like let me try it out and it's like oh my gosh I'm in love with this and then that's a connecting piece with you and that person mm-hmm. you know what I mean or you find out the deeper meaning about why they like that thing, whether it was like a family thing they used to do, whether they used to do it with your be- their best friend, like, and then you appreciate that for them even more, mm-hmm. if that makes sense. So I think just, you know, truly being yourself and if people make fun of you and like judge you for it, they're not your true friends and they're not real supporters of you. Mm-hmm. And, you know, you will find the people that support you in whatever you're doing. You know, they, they could, you know, you might think it's a dumb idea, but if they're supportive of you, like, yeah, you're going to find success with it. And those are your people. Yeah. Yeah. And those are your people. And those will be your people for a very long time. Yeah. Yeah. Amazing. Um, okay. We have just rambled there. No, it was, (laughs) we got a a lot to say. A little quote book about really trying to take up space on my podcast. And you're like, don't end it, don't end it. Don't end it. Um, okay, we have one question from our KS17 lacrosse fam. Okay. Um, and they would like to know who is one athlete that you look up to most. Um, this is pretty basic. Okay. But Tom Brady. All right. Um, he, and I know it's Tom. I'm from New York. I'm supposed to be a Giants fan or a hey, Jets fan. Everybody has different is. interests. Everyone has different interests. Um, so my dad grew up in the New England area, so we're big New England fans. But Tom Brady, mainly because he started off as an underdog and just worked his butt off every day to be the best because that's what he wanted to be. And I just find his story so inspiring. And if you hear about what his teammates have to say about him as a leader, as an athlete, as a mentor, everything, it's like, you know, I know it's like man and woman, but like that's someone like I want to be to people, you know what I mean? And I love that he, and I, I always try and say, I'm like, oh, we started off in the same place. Like I made the B team, you know, he was not the first round draft pick. Like we're so similar, like we're the same person, but you know, trying, like, I, I feel like, um, I resonate with his story and his mentality on athletics and even outside of athletics. Um, and just the way he is with people. And that's someone that like, I aspire to be like, whether that's coaching, playing, whatever it is. Mm-hmm. Somebody like that, that people talk about in that regard. Yeah. Yeah. 
And I think you're well on your way. Thanks. If you're not already there. <laughs> All right, quick finishes is our last segment. I'm okay. really excited for this. <laughs> I love when people come prepared. Like I'm so prepared. For our listeners, I send out notes ahead of time. If you know me, you know I'm very organized. I have to have to be that way. So um, I send my my guest notes ahead of time, but it's so funny because some people act like they've never read them before, but they're like, super oh prepared. no, I'm so ready. Yeah. <laughs> but some people are like, yeah, so I saw this in your notes. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, oh I forget God. them, but like in my in my mind, I, I know the first one's Pizza Hut or Tacos. It's my go to. It's my go to. Okay, so quick finishes, nice quick little like answers to um, just little questions just to get to know you better and end on a fun note. Okay, cool. Yeah. Pizza or tacos? Tacos. Good answer. Um, a hobby, a hobby that you picked up in quarantine. See, this is the one that's something I tried a lot of hobbies. Okay. Um, but you didn't, nothing stuck. Everything lasted like a couple of days, but I think the biggest one that stuck was like bracelet making like the strings. Ooh, yeah. back to I, that. I found my string box from like high school and I made my whole family like 15 bracelets and so people were like send it to me I'm like it's like one effort I'm like it's easier for me to give my mom like a bad bracelet than like you about it <laughs> like send one yeah. email <laughs> wait I kind of want to find my string box now um okay I brought it. best bacon egg and cheese on Long Island Manhasset bagels duh duh <laughs> next um, question <laughs> beach or mountains beach yep okay one band or artist that you want to see in concert right now okay so Kygo, yeah, but I'm going to see him. Okay. So, can I use him? Yeah, of course. Okay, Kygo. But that's like I'm going to see him in September. September. I'm so Where? excited. California. Really? I'm so excited. What part? LA. Nice. Yeah. So you're making a trip out there just to go see him with me and my roommates. Oh, that's awesome. Yeah. Good for you. Glad I got permission from my boss. <laughs> Shout out Lindsay Tears. <laughs> okay. Um, best place that you've traveled to. Costa Rica. Mm. When zip lining through the rainforest. Wow. So cool. Wow. Rain right. the whole time. It's so cool. <laughs> it's really unfortunate. Yeah. Right? Okay. One thing on your bucket list. Go skydiving. Ooh. But in Greece. Okay. So <laughs> it's a specific skydiving. Yeah. Okay. Where like I want to go skydiving. Like in Greece somewhere. Okay. Haven't researched it, but I'm like, if there's some place that I would want to go sky skydiving, it's like in Greece. Over. Yeah, like yeah. Greece is so beautiful that I'm like, I, I would love to see it just from like from up there. Whether that's like Santorini, like where, wherever. Wow. Just like, but like if I if if I never get to Greece, I'll probably still go like, skydiving wherever I can get, get, but like Greece would be like the ultimate bucket list wow that's cool i don't yeah. think i've ever heard someone give a location yeah. for skydiving okay last but not least what's your spirit animal thought about this a lot and i want to say something cool like a lion but i honestly think it's like a golden retriever <laughs> because like i feel like golden retrievers are timid at first when you first meet them like they're they're known to be friendly dogs but like sometimes they're like a little timid mm -hmm. but like they're so like goofy and like kind of dumb sometimes and loving and, and loving yeah. and like open and like you always feel like loved when a golden retriever comes up to you so I feel like I resonate with that like I would want people to like feel comfortable around me and loved around me yeah and I'm like 
I can be, I can act kind of stupid sometimes, but that's only when I'm like goofing around. You know yeah. what I mean? Like if I'm goofy, then I like say dumb stuff, but like live, love, laugh, laugh. Like live, love, laugh, laugh. <laughs> so I, I'd say gold, plus I'm blonde, so. Oh, it works. It adds up. I love it. Yeah. I, I love that you thought about it. I love that you put so much thought into I, it. <laughs> I, well, I also got asked about it when I took over the Athletes Unlimited oh, nice. story. And I couldn't answer. I'm like, and so I took all the quizzes. <laughs> And like everyone's like a dog, a dog, a dog. I'm like, okay, well if I'm gonna be a dog, I'm gonna be like a golden retriever because they're the cutest. <laughs> Even though ours are really cute. Ours are ours are cute too. You're gonna have too. a puppy playmate. I know. Oh my god, I can't wait. Okay, well, first of all, thank you so much for allowing Dream On to be your first podcast experience. Thank you for making my dreams come true Did on you Dream enjoy On. It? I loved it. Okay, good. <laughs> I'm about to reach out to every podcaster ever and be like, I know you don't know anything about me, but well, I swear I'm really fun on the Here podcast. you have a resume now. You can just send yeah. them like, yeah. this is me. Okay, perfect. <laughs> well, first of all, thank I'm you so much. just going to send every boss ever for a next job. <laughs> here is my resume. Listen to Kylie Schumann. <laughs> here it is right here. I don't have a written one, but yes. listen to this episode. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> well, thank you so much for hanging out and sharing your story with our KO17 Lacrosse fam and anybody out there that's listening. And um, again, thank you for inspiring in ways that you probably you know, are super sometimes vulnerable in the sense to be able to do. So thanks well, for thanks being here. Thanks for having me. Thanks for listening, guys. Yeah, see you guys next time. Thank you. Yeah, <laughs> <out> the <laughs> Woo! That was so fun. All right.